This is Rob Tubbett for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted, as always, to be joined by Sky Sports Head of Boxing, Adam Smith. We're here at Spitterfields Market ahead of Regis Progray, Josh Taylor's open workout. How are you, Adam? I'm very well, thank you. Very excited about this weekend. I think it's um, a tip-top card, possibly the, uh, the best of the year so far um, in the UK. You know, it's been a really, really great year, and I think it's getting better and better. You know, having Vasily Lomachenko here, um, to parade his skills, the best pound-for-pound pound fighter on the planet just at the O2 a few weeks ago. And then to have Regis Progre, the unbeaten American, in with our unbeaten guy, Josh Taylor, who we've all got such high hopes for, the best two in the world. It's a wonderful matchup. You know, you're adding Derek Chisora and uh, David Price, who comes in and provides, in, in many ways, an even more intriguing fight than, than the Joseph Parker one. So that's a fantastic sort of co-main event, joint main event. What is it? I'm sort of bored of talking about sort of who's what. For the trade, for the boxing fans, there's no question what it is. Program Taylor is a wonderful, wonderful end to the World Boxing Super Series. It's the final. It's, it's got everything. Uh, unbeaten records, power, skills, um, unbelievable dedication the two of them have and, and, and motivation too and ambition and it's just got everything it's a really old-fashioned pick'em match and I'm, I'm really excited about it but to have the heavyweights on obviously it tracks the casuals uh, it's an interesting fight in itself you know where will the winner go from that will it be possibly even towards a, a world title tilt there's the likes of of Dillian White, Joseph Parker, you know many Alexander Usyk, many hanging around just outside the, you know the title, uh, the title scene, and um, we all know that you know Ruiz and AJ at the back end of the year. We've also got Deontay Wilder, Luis Ortiz's rematch uh, late November on Sky Sports. So um, we're covering all bases in the heavyweight division, um, which is the glamorous one. So yeah, you add to that. Lee Selby, Ricky Burns, you know Lawrence Okoli going for the European title. Again, more unbeaten records on the line. Connor Ben. It's just a fantastic night, and uh, I think it's going to be a really good one in, in, uh, if you're down there, and it's going to be a really good one to watch on box office. Talk to me about the World Boxing Super Series. Obviously, you had uh, the semi-finals on Sky. Now you've got the finals back. Just how pleasing is it for you to have the World Boxing Super Series return to Sky? Well, it's great to have the top matches. That's, that's the key. Um, I said to Eddie a, a while ago that I really wanted Josh Taylor on, on Sky, and I spoke to the, uh, the McGuigan team, and... You know, uh, I worked with Josh uh, uh, quite a long time ago on I think, a Carl Frampton fight over in Vegas, and we spent a bit of time with him, and I've always really liked him. I like his attitude, I like his personality, I like him in the ring. He's a wonderful, skilled southpaw with a brilliant amateur pedigree. He's got support in Scotland, uh, got a soft spot for, for the Scottish fight fans. You know, we've had some great nights over the year. My old um, co-commentator and world champion, Jim Watt, of course, and We've had some fantastic times with Gary Jacobs, Scott Harrison, Alex Arthur. You know, many, many great nights. Ricky Burns, of course, you know, becoming a three-weight and their only three-weight world champion. So I can see Josh Taylor, you know, giving us many more big nights. And the fact that he won in uh, the semi-final was, was great. I was in America at the time, but I watched it on the feed and it was uh, looked like fantastic scenes when he was singing it at the end as well. And, you know, I think he's got every chance in this fight. I think um, Progre is a narrow favourite. Uh, people tell me, but I think that, that Taylor can win this, and this it's up for grabs, isn't it? And, and, and what a platform as well. So, yeah, I'm really pleased to be to be bringing this to to Sky customers, um, and it's a it's a worthy main event. Just talk to me about that. Um, one or two eyebrows raised about the fact that Regis Progray is a slight favourite with the bookmakers. What do you think that is? Um, I don't know. I mean, if you look in in terms of pedigree. 
Josh Taylor has it all, you know. Commonwealth Games silver gold, the, the, the amateur record he had, the, um, maybe because he's not possibly as dramatic as Progre. Um, you know, the Americans were always looking for someone they could really get behind. And uh, when I was over for the Spence Porter fight, you know, and everyone talking about Errol Spence, people were mentioning Progre as their sort of big hope. And, you know, they, they like him a lot there. Um, you know, I think he's very talented. He took to boxing late, so we don't quite know how good he is. He's unpredictable. Um, but he's very, very capable and he's powerful um, and he's a box of tricks. Plus, he obviously has taken this extremely seriously coming over three weeks before with a team of 12 and you know, no stone unturned. I mean, this isn't a, this isn't a holiday. This isn't a, 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 pay, a payday. This is, you know, he wants to be the best in the world and he wants to win this final and go on to, to be the, the superstar that he and his team believe he can be. So maybe that's the reason. Um, Josh Taylor once or twice has, has maybe not looked quite as good as he can be. Um, but I thought I think he's got better and better. And I think he's got more settled in the pro ranks. And um, I think he's fantastic. So um, I've long been a believer in, uh, in uh, Josh Taylor. Um, but as we'll see on Saturday night, whether he's good enough to, to beat the best they have in America. Really stellar matchup. You've got obviously the IBF, the WBA. I think there's a WBC diamond or something thrown in there somewhere. The Ring Magazine belt, the Ali Trophy, of course. A lot of people are potentially putting the winner of Progre Taylor in their top ten pound for pound list. Would you agree with that? I think so. Yeah. Why not? Um, listen, it's a wonderful matchup. They're two of the best fighters in the world. So, so why not? Pound for pound is always going to be a debatable topic. You know, some people don't believe. Vasily Lomachenko is the pound-for-pound pound king. I do. And seeing him in person and seeing what he, he did to a very brave and very, very spirited performance from Luke Campbell, possibly the best night of Luke Campbell's career. And you saw the difference there. I, I think Lomachenko is, uh, is the pound-for-pound pound king. And, and there's many others on the list, the likes of Terence Crawford, the likes of, uh, of Canelo, of course, so many. And, and you know, you... Yeah, you look at Inoue as well, has come out from the Super Series. There's, 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 many, there's many arguments, Errol Spence, there's many arguments for who's the pound-for-pound pound top five, top ten, but there's no reason why these two on Saturday night shouldn't both be in there or on the fringes. Elsewhere on the card, of course, we've got Derek Chisora versus David Price. A fight that could have happened at numerous various different stages <laughs> of the last few years. Can you believe no? it? It hasn't. I mean, it's unbelievable that that fight hasn't happened. It was, it was weird, right? When I was told about the spider bite to Joe Parker, I said to Eddie, what are you going to do? And he said, well, I've got these, I've got a number of heavyweights. I said, okay. And I looked at the list and I said, what about Pricey? I said, I sort of want to keep Pricey for Liverpool. You know, he's, he was going to fight in the Callum card and we've got big plans, obviously, as you know, in Liverpool and hopefully going to the, the grandest stage of all in May. And when we win the title, we'll have a big double header there and a big celebration. But, you know, best laid plans and all that. Let's just wait and see what Callum uh, gets on with John Ryder. And wanted David Price to be on that bill, but, you know, opportunity knocks. And, uh, it's a huge platform. Um, it's a massive chance for him. He's coming off a very good win against David Allen. Um, and people said, oh, he's rolled back the ears there. Um, Derek Chisora uh, you know, blows hot and cold, as we know. He's been in good form. He gave a great effort in that second fight with Dillian White. He had the, the, the wonderful win against Takam, the great win last time against Spilker. And then he can, you know, he can have, have very average performances like he did in Monaco and uh, against Kubrat Pulev a while back. So you never quite know which Derek's going to turn up. Um, he'll have to be on his game because I've heard Price he's been in the gym for quite a few weeks now, all this two and a half weeks notice. Uh, you know, I hear he's in really good shape. So that comes from within the team. Derek, I know, will uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have everything to gain from this because he knows this is the last real salute this is the, the the last Indian summer this is the end really the last year or two and he's got to he's if he wants the big paydays if he wants that 
shot at a world title, if he can possibly forge that, and he has to take care of David Price. So I expect it to be a fantastic fight. And um, it's one of those that Chisora will start the favourite, but would you write Pricey off? I wouldn't. I'm sure you wouldn't. I'm sure all the fight fans wouldn't as well. He can hit really hard. He's got great boxing skills. If he can hold himself together, who knows what will happen. Moving away from this card, you mentioned Dave Allen there. I was going to touch on it later, but might as well touch on it now. Um, raised a few eyebrows with his kind of recent, I don't know, unretirement, I guess you could call it. I know he flips and flops from each side to the other. Uh, what's your viewpoint on it for, for Dave and his future career? Happy to see him return to the ring or something you'd advise against? Where do you stand on it? It's not for me to advise against what, what fighters want to do. Look what Nigel Ben's doing. Um, do, I, do I like what Nigel's doing? I said it, I've said many times I'd rather he ran a marathon or did a, an Ironman competition or swum the channel or something, you know. But you know, these fighters are, are a rare breed and, um, you know, they go into the ring. We lost Paul Patrick Day um, just a you know, number of days ago and it devastated the whole boxing community, you know. Everyone says one of the nicest guys you'll meet, and, and that you can go to say with most fighters. You know, very very special breed. So David Allen's one of those. You know, he's a uh, he's a very entertaining guy. He's very charismatic. He can fight. Um, is he ever going to be a world heavyweight champion? No. But is he going to give us entertainment? Yeah. But you've got to look at what's right for him as well. So the people closest to him can make can advise him, and you know he needs to to look at what's best for him and his career ahead and choose the right fights and decide when he wants to come back to the ring. If, would it be right for him to go and fight Daniel Dubois? I don't think so personally. Uh, I think, you know, he needs, after that David Price fight, needs to, you know, if he wants to fight on, he needs to, to, to carefully choose his matches or do that with Eddie or the people closest to him. So it's not up to us to tell a fighter not to do something. He's still a young guy and that's how he makes his money. It's his business. But yeah, he's got to take it all into consideration. We know he's suffered from issues in the past. And, and if he still is, he needs to think very carefully. You mentioned Patrick Day and obviously the horrific incident that ultimately led to his tragic passing. Um, boxing is never going to be a safe, quote-unquote, safe sport. But what measures do you think could be taken in the light of that? And not only that, but the other deaths that we've had this year in boxing to really try and make the sport safer, I guess. I'm reading something this morning about one of the GB doctors who's, who's got a gum shield that he wants fighters to wear, which might help with... with the brain and, and, and injuries so look everyone's trying to do what they can I mean I, I've been ringside for a lot of very difficult incidents um, I was there when James Murray tragically lost his life in a fight with Drew Doherty for the British title a year after I started in uh, at Sky Sports and um, it hit me it hit me terribly hard Rob you know I, I questioned whether I wanted to to carry on broadcasting boxing and uh, as much as I loved it for a man that I'd spent three or four days with before the fight and press conferences and traveling around Glasgow with his fiance and that was that was devastating and you know I think maybe only the visit to his mum who, who told me that boxing didn't kill James Murray boxing saved him uh, saved him from the the drug infested estates around Glasgow uh, boxing gave him his way out and for a mother to say that having lost her son was extraordinarily powerful so Boxing does a lot of good, as we know. You know, it's um, it's dedicated. It's it's, it's structure. There's you know, there's so much good that kids can do through boxing and, and not getting into trouble out on the streets. So, you know, it is a very dangerous sport. It is a risky sport. Um, there are other dangerous sports. You know, you get into a, a fast car. You you get into a I don't know. You go on the rugby field. You you, you deep sea dive. You to jump out of planes there's all sorts of sort of crazy stuff people can do and and you know everybody has a choice in that spencer oliver made a full recovery um 
you know, the medical advancements have been brilliant by the board, you know, since poor Michael Watson and, you know, Spencer, it was better still and I'm sure it's better every every time now. You know, MRI scans, check weights, all of that. Anything we can do to try and help make it safer, but it is dangerous. And But you ask the fighters and I'm, I'm sure Patrick Day would, would probably say the same thing if he was with us now. He'd say, look, I, I wanted to do it. I It was, you know, I came from a nice family, but it's what I wanted. That's what Lou DeBella is saying. That's what Joe Higgins is saying. It's what he wanted to do. And, you know, maybe he'd do it all over again. Spencer certainly would. You know, he tells me all the time. I do it every day of the week and twice on Sundays. So there's something you just can't get out of the uh, the fighters. They choose to do it. Like we all choose, what, you know, the ways we go in life. And, uh, you know, we, we, we just all come together as a community when... When tragedy happens, you know, I see you and Coogan sort of messing around earlier and there's obviously the, the Frank Warren, Eddie Hearn divide and the politics in the sport. But actually, like on the Boxing Writers Night, when people come together and the knives go down and, and everyone chats about the sport that we all love and we admire the fighters because they are the ones that, you know, they're the ones that we, we, we're in it for. They are the reason that, they, that we, we, we love this sport because they are so brave, whether you're a four-round fighter, a journeyman, a a world champion, it doesn't matter. They're the ones that are brave enough to get in the ring and uh, they take a risk every time they do it. So we hope that it can be as safe as it possibly can, but unfortunately these things once in a while do occur and this has been a bad year and uh, there's no hiding away from that. Well said. Um, moving away, let's, well, let's actually touch back on this past weekend. Great show in Liverpool. Unfortunately, wasn't there myself. Not Liverpool, Newcastle. Definitely wasn't in Liverpool or Newcastle. Um, two very, very entertaining co-main events, but very, very different. Just start off with Cheeseman Fitzgerald. A lot of uh, talk about it, a lot of controversy surrounding that fight. They're both great matches, weren't they? I mean, first of all, let's talk about the atmosphere in Newcastle was electric, absolutely wonderful. Um, it's just a great place to go. It's a sleeping giant of a sporting city with a the football. They're so passionate there. And you know what? It's not far-fetched to think Lewis Ritson might one day find us in James's part because, you know, I don't know what, nine, ten thousand there the other night. I'm sure that 25, 30, 40, 50, who knows, would come out and support him. They, they absolutely love their sport. So it was a fantastic place to go. Newcastle will be back. Two great fights really entertaining fights uh, Ted Cheeseman I thought boxed better than he boxed in a long time his tactics were fantastic 7-8 rounds just ran out a bit Fitzgerald came right back and him. definitely won the first, last four maybe five for me forgive him one of the earlier rounds as well it's a draw or Fitzgerald might win it you know it was it was one of those most of the guys at ringside had had it close or one had Fitzgerald a couple had Cheeseman it was it's one of those I thought it was very tight Ted Cheeseman left the ring in disgust he said to me afterwards he was he couldn't believe it. He thought he won 10 of the rounds. And I understand that because he boxed really well. But I think Scott Fitzgerald had his moments. And Scott was really honest afterwards in the interview. He said, I was behind and I had to pull it out. And he did pull it out down the stretch. He got the decision. I've got no complaints with it. It was a very close fight. I think both can come again from it. Just trying to ne negotiate Mr. Diamante's voice. Um, I, as I mentioned, I wasn't at the show in Newcastle. Uh, so I, I had Fitzgerald winning the fight 7-5, but I could make... A, it was one of those fights for me. I had it 7-5 or a draw, there, thereabouts. I uh, had Ritson winning the main event. So did I. Um, I Ritson won the main event. But I thought Robbie Davis Jr. was excellent. I thought both of them were brilliant. I just thought Lewis was calmer than I've seen him in a long time. His jab was really good. His left hook landed really well. He had a couple of bad rounds, sort of 9-10, where I thought, is he going to fall apart here? You know, the new weight. And Robbie Davis didn't stop coming and coming. But I just thought the cleaner work was from Ritson. And for me, it was a, it was a brilliant win for him. I was, going to say, I was on Twitter for most of the night. It was quite a lot of 
criticism leveled your way in the, the way of Sky's commentary team? Does that kind of criticism ever reach you? Do you kind of brush that off as just being part of boxing? What's your kind of thought process around that? Listen, everyone's there to criticise. You know, they criticise you on your interview technique. They criticise me on my answers. You know, it's it's fans have got their entitled to their opinion. You know, they they watch the fights and you know they they look at what they see. And I'm sure some people thought Ted Cheeseman won handily. Some people thought Fitzgerald won handily. Some people thought Rich. Yeah, it's very very subjective. You know, that's why at ringside we you know we do we get feedback from what's happening online. We 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 like to have that, and we also you know talk amongst ourselves as the fights. Go going on you know Matt have you got it Andy Clark Andy Scott behind us you know Johnny Spencer we try and get or whoever's there you know if we've got five or six pundits there we want to get a wide range of opinions I think in the past it was sort of a commentary team of two and sometimes you know if you're if one of you goes down one way and then it can be quite limited and quite narrow and I think you know it's it's good to sort of widen it out I'd love to get you know fan polls involved and all that I think that's fantastic you know what do people think at home you know let's 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 get their view as well but fundamentally, whatever is criticised, and you're always going to be up for criticism, okay? It's just nature of the beast, that's it. Um, whatever it is, we're all passionate. Not one of us is biased in any way when we pick up the mic, okay? Take Anthony Joshua, he's a Sky ambassador. When we pick up the mic, when he fought Andy Ruiz Jr., we call the fight. Andy Ruiz Jr. caused one of the most seismic upsets in boxing history. Fantastic for Andy Ruiz. That's just the way it is. When you pick up the mic, you call it as it is. So we call it. I've got Matt Macklin and, and, and Carl Froch and Tony Bellew and, and great fighters and expert pundits who give their opinion. Is their opinion the right opinion? Not necessarily. And the three judges are there to score the fight. Now, we thought sort of Ritson won and so did the judges. And we thought the other one was pretty close and it was a couple to Fitzgerald. So I don't think we were way out. We might have been, you know, talking about one fighter more than another maybe sometimes that happens sometimes you know they you like a style or you don't but i'll tell you one thing we are totally neutral totally unbiased we call it as we see it and my experts sitting next to me are the ones that score the fights the macklins the frotches whatever they're the ones that have been in the ring and if people don't agree with their cards then fine they've got their opinion and, and twitter or you know all the social media is is a way of people to to vent their frustrations or agree or disagree whatever and you know boxing gives great access to that there's a lot of debate before a fight during a fight and after a fight fighters get closer to uh to probably we're the closest access sports of all so you know that's always going to happen and it's great it's great and and let, let the fans enjoy let the fans chat let the fans have a pop let the fans have fun with it you know it's uh you know we all we all do our very best and um sometimes we see we see things differently to others but that's the nature of the beast i'm sure scott fitzgerald fans would have seen it differently to ted cheeseman fans who'd have seen it differently to people that didn't really care who won so it is subjective um but fundamentally we do the best we can and uh, we love what we do just final couple of quick ones because we're about to get started here with the workout. Um, last time I was here, I interviewed you and asked you about Arta Baterbia versus Alexander Vozdik. Um, I'm going to put this into the same sort of question. Sky didn't pick that fight up. There's no announcement yet over Canelo Kovalev. Do you have anything to tell me on that? There's a big announcement about Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz. Have you seen that one? I have. Okay, so Sky Sports don't do every single boxing fight in the world. It's not possible. We have budgets. We have an exclusive deal with Matchroom. And actually, all we really need to do is put on Matchroom fights. However, we try very, very hard to bring some independence into it. We've got a really good deal going on with DAZN where we can cover the international coverage, or the majority of. 
Um, we have to find funds to pay for other fights. We brought Golovkin recently to, to Sky Sports viewers. We brought Errol Spence and Sean Porter. And we're bringing Deontay Wilder and Luis Ortiz. We've also added the golden contract to our, uh, our list of things, as well as the Matchroom UK and uh, everything else, plus the Sky Sports box office fights. Digitally and socially, we work every day on giving different stories. We try and cover the sport as best as we possibly can. I always say we cannot have every sweet in the jar. Was it a wonderful light heavyweight unification fight last week? And of course it was. It was fantastic. Would I have loved to have done it? I'd love to have done it. Would I like to do Canelo and Kovalev? Yes. But there's also money involved here. You know, Matchroom don't have the rights for Canelo and Kovalev, for example. So, you know, we have to make our choices. We feel very strongly that Deontay Wilder, being in the heavyweight division and the WBC champion, when we're obviously in the heavyweight business, we've got Price and Chisora this weekend. We've got AJ and Ruiz's rematch. We've shown nearly all the heavyweight boxing, apart from arguably the best in the world in Tyson Fury in the last couple of years, who's done amazingly well over on BT. But, you know, we put a lot of work into the heavyweights. And we put a lot of work into our Sky Sports shows. Katie Taylor, Callum Smith, Monaco, there's so much happening. I would say it's one of the most powerful ends of the year we've ever had on Sky. So if we can't get everything, apologies to the fans. But we are we try and get as much as we possibly can. I, I promise you on that. I agree, and just to put it out there, the end of the year scheduling is fantastic on Sky Sports, but are you are you then ruling out Canelo Kovalev? Is that not gonna land on Sky? I'm not sure yet. It depends on money. It depends. You know, we've also got, you know, we've got a huge schedule. We've got, we've got so much going on. I've got a very small team who are all hands to the pump. You know, we've got three box office events in the space of six, seven weeks. We've got numerous Sky Sports shows. As I said, we can't have everything. Um, we'll do what we can to get the best we possibly can, but we also, we have to make choices. We're a business like every other business. Um, maybe it's a question you should ask, you know, our friends at ITV, our friends at Channel 5, our friends at BT, our friends at all the other channels that, that do boxing, you know, why, why they maybe haven't got these sort of fights. And, um, Look at what we have gone and enjoy that. I will be certain to do so. Adam Smith, always a pleasure. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Cheers, Rob.